gets hot in here. That's how you should start the show. <laughs> Just beep, it's hot in here. I could probably do that. Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast episode 188. I am your first host, not not the host, but just the first host, Cliff Johnson. You've probably heard me talking before. You've also probably heard this next person talking before. That is my brother Colby. Woo! That's what he always says. The third person on this this podcast, you've heard talk before, but probably not in a, a little bit, a little couple weeks, maybe three or four months. It's our, Six months. <laughs> close enough. It's our good friend Hans. Hi. He, uh, Dylan had a, a video shoot, so Hans is joining us today. And uh, it's kind of nice to actually have him here because he's going to tell us about Valorant, the game that we keep talking about that nobody's ever played. <laughs> um, and, of course, he has some insight into some more news. And I don't remember what EFT stands for, but that sounds like a Eft. cool game, too. What, what does it stand for? Like Escape from Tarkov. Uh, Escape from, it's a cool Russian game that sounds kind of fun. We were talking about it on chat today. I'm like, dude, you should come on this podcast and talk about this game with someone besides me. Uh, all right, today we have, of course, what we're going to talk about what we've been playing. I played a game called Lord Winklebottom Investigates, so keep that. That's like that's like a tease. You know how like when you're, like I work in, I've worked in the radio for a little while. You know how when you say like, after this break, we're playing Led Zeppelin? That's, that's like Lord Winklebottom Investigates. Uh, news, we're going to talk about Microsoft just taking Mixer out behind the woodshed and putting a bullet in its head. Um, <laughs> it was it was rough. Uh, also, the game industry. Uh, I actually really like this this title I wrote. The game industry faces a reckoning as sexual assault and harassment survivors name names. It's uh, it's not good news, but it's certainly something. Uh, got some little chatter about what the PS Five might cost. Facebook acquires. Uh, did you guys know that Facebook has bought two different developers? I actually heard no, I have no idea. about that. I didn't either, but they bought a third one. So we'll talk about that. And I guess the other two they bought about that somehow we missed. Uh, are you bummed about Cyberpunk getting delayed? Uh, there's maybe a little bit of help there. Me too, Hans. Like I'm, so, It was like the AAA game I was going to buy this year. but And I'm kind of torn. Like On one hand, I'm like, yeah, take all the time you need to make this better. But I've also heard that they've been in like 14-hour-a-day crunch since like late last year when they delayed it last time. And I don't think that they were like, hey, let's just take a couple more months so you guys don't have to work as hard. That's, that's my guess, is not what's happening. Uh, Nintendo might not be making any more mobile games ever, um, or at least for the next year or two, which is fine by me. Uh, and Billy Mitchell, um, the as Han said earlier, the bad guy from King of Kong, uh, got his uh, video game records back, which I guess is good. Um, we'll talk about that too. We had questions from Vinny, uh, my lovely wife Brooke, Mr. Polite, Princess Megan, and Hans. So I guess the good news is Hans can answer his own question, which is Yay! not the first time that's happened, but it's not the last. We got cheap free games, and Colby's going to talk about uh, mobile games, Woo! Um, ones he likes and ones that he very much does not like. Um, it's a predatory, predatory world out yeah. there in mobile gaming. You guys think EA is bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with what we have been playing. Who wants to go first? I'll go, I guess. Good man. Uh, <laughs> Colby's I'm... playing two games that are <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am playing Torchlight 2 because after playing Diablo, I'm like, what if I could play something not as good as Diablo. And Whoa, we, we're going to have to talk about that. So, okay, I won't say that it's not as good as Diablo. I will say it handles 50% less 
good than Diablo? In his defense, Hans, he's playing it on the Xbox. Console. And the console controls... The console controls for Diablo are... On Diablo 3 are fan... Hey, I have that same mouse. I can't hold mine up that high. Um, Colby's mouse is magic in, in his defense. Now, the console controls for Diablo 3 are fantastic. The console controls for Torchlight 2... Colby and I were playing Torchlight 2 and literally had to look them up on the internet because we didn't understand what we were supposed to be doing. The answer is... It kind of auto-aims, sort of. Yeah. And that's in, wow. in Diablo, you know who you are going to hit. You The way that you press one of the sticks, I think, is how you know where you're going to hit. In Torchlight 2, it's kind of which way you're facing, kind of is which way you'll swing. Which I started a, like, I don't know, the kind of barbarian class or something. Yeah. Which makes it a lot easier. When I was trying to do spells where you're shooting at something, that just completely auto aims you and does not do a great job. Yeah. Um, and like when you do like, even by like barbarian guy, when you do your specials, it sometimes like just turns you the wrong way and you hit nothing. Yeah. So I won't say that, that it is worse than Diablo. It is just, it does not feel nearly as polished on the console as Diablo yeah. did. And so yeah, well, that's a shame. The yeah. PC version was very good. And well, you know, quite honestly, the Diablo two as Torchlight came out of Diablo 2 designers, right? Yeah. They yep. left Blizzard, yep. so... Well, and, like, the funny thing is, is uh, the original Torchlight I had absolutely no problem with on Same. the 360. I loved it. And this feels oh. like a step down. Yeah. Um, at least control-wise. Yeah, I will, That's a shame. Yeah. I will say, I've said this a million times before, but specifically if you're on a PC, Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2 are phenomenal, and you can often get them very, very, very cheap. And... They're done in that kind of cartoony Team Fortress style, like Orange Box Team Fortress style, um, and so they they still look really good. Yeah, yeah. So that, those are good games to pick up. I I spent ten bucks on it on the Xbox like three months ago, and I I don't want to say I regret it, but mm, I, I regret yeah. it. And uh, I mostly needed a game that I could play in front of my three-year-old because yeah. the other game I'm playing is Rise, Son of Rome, and it is not a game you can play in front of a three-year-old. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, what, what kind of game is that? It's, I don't know how to, I, I kind of described it as, like, vaguely Assassin's Creed-ish. Sure. Where it's a lot of, like, blocking and Herring and you know like the the bad guys will glow a certain color like when you execute them and so you have to hit those buttons to you know do executions and stuff like that um but it's more like there's a ton of bad guys it's not like oh i've got to kill this one guy and assassinate him it's like oh the barbarians are at the gate and there's 40 of them coming at you kind of interesting thing. um it i don't think it was a um i keep forgetting the word when the game comes out the some game comes out the same oh, time like as launch console. Title. Launch title, there we go. Um, I don't know if it was a launch title or if it was very soon after launch. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, I, I played it when it came out. And no, I'm this like, is made by Crytek. Yeah, it's huh. really good. And uh, I'm like, I played it. I, I wouldn't mind playing it again because it's been seven years now. And uh, I... I'm like, well, you know, it's got violence and stuff, but I'll take a look at it and see if I can play it. Because, I mean, like, Diablo had violence in it, and she yeah. had no problem with that. And then I started it up, and, like, in the first three minutes, I'm like, oh, I just shoved a sword through that dude's head. Like, <laughs> close up. 
probably not going to be playing this. But I, uh, I'll say on Steam, this game is six years old and it's got a very positive rating. So it's, oh yeah. it's yeah. it's it's a very fun game, and you probably own it. If not, I, it's on Game Pass. I do own it on <laughs> on Steam I own and it, Game Pass. I have it on Game Pass and in it was a Games with Gold. Oh nice. Um, it's a real fun game. I'm like like twenty five percent through it. Nice. Um, and it's just you know it's gladiator kind of thing where you're just stabbing people with sword. Very cool. But I uh, like stabbing people. And then I played a game that I think you also played this week? Yeah, kind of. I didn't actually put it on my list because... So I guess to give you a little backstory, we're talking about West of Dead, which is a game that like I've seen at a bunch of different like E3 type events. And it's... I think what really drew me to it is it's got like a really stylized... Yeah animation um it all looks it's probably not hand drawn but it looks hand drawn um it makes really cool uses of like light and color like it it's it almost seems like, like most of the games black and white yeah it's very comic booky it's gorgeous ron perlman um does the voice of the main character um and i was hyped to play this game like the second it hit xbox i downloaded it and then i played it and i'm just trash like i am so bad at it um i got it's kind of room based i would guess you would yeah. say um and like i got through the first room and then the second room and then died in the third room and i'm like cool and they're like oh by the way this is a roguelike and i'm like oh <laughs> so i played it again and i got through like six rooms i got a health upgrade i'm like oh sweet now i'll have more health they're like no 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 didn't we mention this is a roguelike and i'm like oh and then I uninstalled it. So Colby had a better experience. Please continue. <laughs> so reinstall it because it's only like 800 megs. And I can, I can walk you through it because once I figured out what I was doing, the game got a lot, I won't say easier, but it made a lot more sense and I got a lot farther. Perfect. Played... Walk us through it. So walk you through it. Walk us. <laughs> it's, it's me and all of the thousands of people that are listening. You need to use the right thumbstick to aim. You okay? And really use it. Okay. Um, that was my kind of thing is that I was more just kind of like when in the moment using that right thumbstick. And you can kind of do that, but you have to be oh. really positive where you're aiming it and where the little um, like indicator as to where it's aiming is. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a roguelike. It is... I don't... Like... I kind of understand the story. It's one of those games that the story's kind of doled out the farther you get. And since I'm only two-thirds of the way through is about as far as I can get, I'm not quite sure on the story. Yeah. Uh, it, um, you're dead and you're having to, like, the the level you're playing through is, like, your trip to hell? like Or to the afterlife, purgatory, something like that? Maybe. Yeah. You're also helping other people, quote-unquote, like, go east or west i can't remember which yeah. one it is um but you only get to do that once you've gotten to a certain point in the game Interesting. Um, you'll find other people and you will take their sin no it's not their sins that's another thing um i can't remember what it is but essentially you take on their you know kind of sins and once you do that you have uh like a redemption counter where you have to kill six guys without getting shot mm. um and once you kill six guys, that counter goes away. But that's how you get, like, little tidbits of story. Oh, interesting. Um, as well as killing, like, bosses and stuff. Huh. Um, 
but I don't normally like roguelikes. Um, there's been very few that I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah. this is something that I will play for more than two hours before going like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And this game is one of those. Um, like, I will say that there are big problems with the roguelike kind of thing where there are chapters in this game. And just because you get to a chapter doesn't mean you start over at that chapter. <laughs> which bugs Yuck. the hell out of me. Because I, like... The first day I played it, I think I only made it to the second level, and then I kind of figured out how aiming and stuff works, and then I made it to the sixth or seventh level after that, and can consistently do that, and that's the third chapter. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, sweet, chapter three, that means I'll start at chapter three, and then I died, I'm like, oh, I'm back at the beginning, um, and probably said some bad words. <laughs> because Probably. this game also doesn't explain a lot of things like i i've only barely figured out i think how the because you you use sin every time you kill certain bad guys they drop sin um and you'll get between like i've you know 12 and 30 a level and then you can put those points into things that you unlock but don't get once you're you die um which was really confusing because like i i unlocked a couple guns and you can see them when you because at the very first of the game before you go into the level you pick up your guns yeah and i'm like i can see all these other guns why can't i pick them up and i think what it is actually is once you unlock those guns you will be able to find those in guns the yep. in the levels um you have to actually upgrade those first starter guns to get some of those guns, but you will be able to maybe find them throughout the level. And I don't know, like there's a couple things that you will keep um, from start to like, you know, death to, you know, restarting like the ability to travel. But I think you have to beat the first boss to get they're called runes to get that rune to be able to travel. And then I'm like, oh, sweet, now I can travel. That means that there's, like, this weird room where you can step on a portal, and it's like you don't have the, you know, necessary whatever to travel. And I'm like, oh, I'll bet you that actually takes me to the third chapter. And it does. There, There's at least <laughs> two places that I've found that in a level, if you find these, you can travel to farther levels, which is real awesome because you're usually in the first and second level, and they'll take you to about the sixth level, but you still have the first and you know second level guns and health, which is not very helpful because no. you just get wrecked going in there. Um, so like there are problems with this game. That being said, I've probably put twelve to fifteen hours into it so far. <laughs> um, it's one of those games that I'm like, man, I wish this was different. Man, I wish you know like things. But I'm still just playing it over yeah. and over again. Um, I don't think I'll beat it. I, I can get to about the it's the church level, which I think is like the seventh level, maybe sixth level, and I cannot beat that. Yeah. Um, like I can pretty much breeze through every single level, and I don't know if it's just that I don't have the correct stuff or what, but like I I can make it about halfway through that level before some bad guy just you know kills me real quickly. I think the worst part about modern roguelikes for me is that modern roguelikes are essentially just arcade games from the late 90s mm -hmm. where if I just had enough quarters I could beat this stupid game and that's really all I want like 
And that's I I wish that roguelikes had that option uh-huh. of like, hey, just turn off achievements or whatever yeah. and just let me play this because like I am going to count this once I stop playing this as a game I have beat, even yeah. though I haven't beaten it, just because there's no way I'm gonna beat this. Yeah. Like, um you know, Dead Cells, I did something very similar where I could like just no problem get to the end boss. Like I, I was consistently, I would say Four out of five times, just getting to the end boss. But I couldn't beat him. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what weapons I had, which roles I got, which anything. I could get him down to about a third health. And I'm like, yeah, but it takes me like an hour to do that. And I just don't want to mm-hmm. continually do that. And that's kind of how I feel about this game. Like, if I could start at the third level, or the like sixth level, I'm sure I could figure out the thing. But, I mean, it takes me an hour plus to get there and i just i would rather be doing other things and and that's exactly it i have limited gaming time and i don't want to spend it grinding the same thing over and over and over and over again i just don't understand why there can't be an easy version of that where hey i found a health pickup i get to start with that health pickup hey i found a cool gun i get to start with that cool gun like to me that's the easy way of making that game and like it's fine like i don't I, I promise I'm, I'll never brag about beating that game if I beat it on easy. Even, even if, like, it said, you know, like, after the, you know, three-hour mark of you playing this, yeah. it gave you the option of, like, okay, hey, it's, you know, you can make it to here. Do you want to go to easy mode where you will, you know, maintain all your stuff, we'll start you at the level, but, again, like, we turn off achievements. Yeah. I would be fine with that right now. Absolutely. I just, it's too, it's too much. Uh, Hans, do you want to talk about some video games? Sure. Um, so I'll start with Valorant, I guess. So yeah, I mean, it's Riot, uh, Riot, 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 Riot. Yeah, Riot. you know, I'm having the hardest time keeping track between the new video game from Riot that has a stupid name and the new video game from Amazon that has a stupid name. Um, I think this is Riot. Let me, I can launch I, the launcher. I'm pretty sure you're right. Anyway, it's the guys that did the MOBA. Yeah, it's Riot. Anywho, um, it was kind of a weird beta. Uh, my son and I got in the beta. We had to watch multiple hours of a Twitch streamer streaming it. And then you'd get the key. And you know what? That, that was fine because you could actually just kind of idle in and you'd get it. Yeah. So um, Valorant, I would call it Counter-Strike plus Overwatch. So you've got the gun buying mechanic. You're, you know, you're dropping the bomb or trying to disarm a bomb. And then... You have, what, I think eight characters now that all have different abilities plus the ultimate ability. So it literally is Overwatch. And honestly, they have a Hanzo. They have, you know, a <laughs> May. They're literally, I mean, they've mixed up some of the, the, the powers, but it's, it's very obvious that they played a lot of Overwatch while they were designing this game. So first two questions. Okay. First of all, um, is there a Hamtaro? Because I think that's important. No. Dang. Uh, second question, is it 5v5? Five or six. Yeah, I think six, maybe? five. Yeah, five or six. Sure. One of those two. Five-esque. Yes, five-esque. Let's go with that. Um, You know, I'll be honest. It's actually pretty fun. Um, It brings back my Counter-Strike days and playing with my kid. It's one of those things where he's a lot better than I, so we actually play well together. (laughs) You know, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. In Overwatch, it's hard for two people to carry. Yeah. Um, but this game, if you're good and you can hit, you know, it's, it's not bullet spongy in that way. Right. So if you do a headshot, that person's probably going down. 
So if you're if you're playing with a good team or even one or two good people, you can you can wreck it pretty much. Uh, the maps are pretty small. Uh, rounds are two or three minutes apiece. The the only issue is you have to play you have to win fifteen rounds to actually. So is it win fifteen or is it best of fifteen? So can you win at by winning seven? No, it no no no. It's you have to win fifteen. That's insane. Yeah, it and you know those, but some of the rounds like literally take thirty seconds, right? If if the other team rushes and you're waiting for them at the point, so it, it the the defender has the defenders just like Counter Strike have quite the um, the advantage to where they set up. Yeah, but um, like theoretically, so. like to if you were evenly matched teams, you could play twenty nine games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lord, <laughs> I do not understand. I mean. I mean that means that if let's say they were they were well matched and every round even lasted two minutes, that's sixty minutes to win us a, a game. That's that's a long time. It definitely man. takes some time. Yeah, Oof. and you know you can't walk away or pause the game during that time. Of course right? not. It's live, but go to the bathroom yeah, first, I mean, people. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's you know it it's fun. Um, it's early still. You know they've just released it's we we keep playing it you know we probably play that more than overwatch now yeah. just because it's new and different uh, is, is that f- it's free it's free to play right yeah 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 it's free to play not free to win so it's you know cosmetic just like overwatch sure. right cuz you buy cosmetics not guns and stuff interesting interesting yeah. all right i'll uh i don't know it sounds like something so i guess the thing is is how good are, are you good enough to carry people no so you need to get need- better and I then you can carry me, and Carter will probably be good enough that he can carry himself. So that, that gives us four. So that's that's not bad. I'll buy a yeah. PC rig. You buy a gaming PC. Okay, there we go. Play. I'll break into Dad's house. I will steal his, and I will mail it to you. He's got one of those fancy, like, Acer Predator monitors, too. I'll send you that, too. Oh, nice. Perfect. Very nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that game, it's, it's fun. We'll probably keep playing it. Um, what, uh, Fancy Lad and Mad Dog and I are playing, you know, as we, we used to stream together, um, we're now playing, we were playing PUBG as many, uh, the listeners probably know cause they've watched us be terrible at it. Um, <laughs> Have you ever won a PUBG we, match yet? Yes. Hey! We, we've chicken dinner Congrats, once sir. out of 400 hours. Wow. So let's not, we're going to just skip right past that. Perfect. Um, cause this game I'm actually better at. So this is a, a Russian developer it's been in beta for a couple of years now. It's uh, Battle State Games. Uh, it's called Escape from Tarkov. It is it is not a battle royale like PUBG. It is uh, depending on what map you're on, there are anywhere between six and fifteen other players. So it, you know if you've got a team of four people and go into say the factory map, you're four of the six players on that map. Interesting. Um, real players. There are bots. Um, evil you know the bad guys are bots but also other players that aren't on your team are also bad guys against you so there's quite a bit of things you have to watch out for um but what the really interesting mechanic about this escape from tarkov game is that as bots die you can queue up as a human into what's called a scav role and become one of you can basically become a player bot interesting so like the 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 way it works is it's like pvpve so there's it there's is, you, yes. and then PvP, there's another PvP. team of players, and then there's another team of all bots that cycle in as people. Correct. And the bots are bots, and the, the bots could actually be bots or people, and that actually is kind of interesting because, you know, uh, actually it's extra interesting. If you, are a, if you are playing on the bot team and you don't shoot at another bot, they, they won't, the bots won't be hostile to you. 
But the minute you kill one of the bots, then all everything on the map is hostile to you. It's so weird. What an interesting it idea. Is, it's really strange. Uh, this is this is kind of a it, like it's kind of funny, right? So it's like PUBG was kind of the realistic milsim. Yeah. This takes that to an extreme level to the point where you are actually a lot of the game you are breaking down inventory and breaking down guns and building new ga- guns all the way to like you know what barrel and what firing pin you're using and scopes and interesting yeah, so and it's it's modern correct like it's it's oh yeah very modern it is it is very it's like call of duty modern interesting new call of, you know so um but it's it's a really interesting really fun game it the the, the bullet physics in it um and actually, that kind of gets annoying. There's like 4,000 different types of ammo, and each ammo does different flesh penetration versus armor penetration. Jesus. And so you really, there's some math involved, right? But, you know, so. But it is, it's a really fun game. We've been playing that quite a bit lately. Um, it's much different than the Battle Royale because um, there's not 100 people. But, you know, you're still there. There could be up to 15 people coming after you on the map at any one time, plus bots. So. Interesting. Have you played? Uh, have you played? I want to say it's called The Hunt. No, I think it's a game you might enjoy. It's, it's we've talked about it a couple times, so I won't go super into it. But we should talk offline because I think that's a, a game you might think's interesting. So, I, yeah, sure, cool. it'll be fun. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, you guys should buy it. It's forty bucks. It's called Escape from Tarkov. It's a lot of fun. I will not buy that. It, it's, no, there's, it's there. Yeah, there's a lot to it. You also have a hideout. You have to. It's like a base building sim too. So there's. I'm I'm not smart enough to play Fortnite. I'm definitely not smart enough to play <laughs> a game with realistic bullet physics where different bullets do different damage against different things. Like, no, I if I can't pick up a machine gun and just kind of wildly spray it around, I'm not I'm not Valorant. Yeah, might that, be more my speed. Yeah, that does not work in this game. You have to, you know, put. You know, it, it, if you're if this guy walks up and he's wearing this kind of armor, shoot at his legs or shoot at his head, right? Because your arm, your bullets are just not gonna. And it's like it's crazy difference, right? Like the cheapest bullet with the worst armor penetration takes 27 rounds to go through X armor, oh, whereas the best only takes two rounds, right? So I mean, there is it is there is a wide range of variation, which is interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, and you're also playing Xenophobe. Xenophobe, That's yeah, old, um, right. <laughs> it is 1987. Okay, uh, Valley Midway. I was ten. Uh, this is <laughs> this is one of my uh, more recent arcade uh, pickups. I'm actually uh, in the middle of rebuilding their joysticks for it. So uh, this is one of my favorite games. It's done by Brian Collin, the same guy who did Rampage, the oh, art for Rampage. So it's a it's another three player game, but it's like Aliens, right? So you beam onto a space station, and there's aliens, and you have to fight them and stuff. That sounds so, great. With three other players, it's a lot of fun. Hunt has the coolest stuff and the coolest hobbies. Like I just play video games. He like he rebuilds joysticks on video games. Like I don't, I don't do that. I can. I, it's not. If fun. my mouse breaks, I just buy them. a new one. It's. <laughs> you can't buy new it's ones fair. anymore. These things. I mean, like I'll be honest. I don't yeah. even go that. My keyboard's been broken for like. 10 months and I'm just like man only half of the space bar works it's fine I'll just use the other half it'll be fine it'll be fine all right I'm going to talk about what video games I've been playing now because man we've been talking about video games for a long time that's all right uh I've been playing Far Cry 4 if you're unfamiliar with that game it's probably very similar to Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 5 if I if I had to guess primal and primal it's good it's uh an Xbox One game so it still looks great 
Um, I you'll be shocked. It involves a lot of climbing tall things and then looking around and the map opens up and then you go to a bunch of little checkpoints on a map and check them all off. It's got a it's got a status page that is just all the boxes you haven't checked off yet. And um, my OCD fits real perfect inside Far Cry games. It just like slots right in. So yeah, that's what it, I'm. It's, it, it's my favorite Far Cry game. I think it's good. It's really good. I'm having a yeah, lot of better fun. Primal. It's uh, it like Far Cry Five. I loved, and this one is like, like my only complaint about it right now is that I need to find like another three honey badgers so I can open another um, uh, weapon slot because it sucks having to choose between like a machine gun and a sniper rifle. I want both. Um, but I also need a bow and arrow because you need a bow and arrow because you do. Um, I vividly remember the first time I played the first Far Cry and stood on something and was like, holy crap, I can see across the entire yeah. map. This is it's it's been fun. Like, I mean, whatever. I won't talk about Far Cry because whatever. Uh, I watched the uh, movie. What? The Far Cry movie. There's a Far Cry movie. Yeah. Isn't that a you? It's a you bowl. Yep. Huh. bowl. Stars the guy who, oh, he was uh, the German guy in uh, SLC Punk. Really? Yeah. I, maybe it's maybe, bad. Maybe we could watch that for our other podcast that we don't record very often. <laughs> maybe. Um, <clears throat> I also played, uh, so this week was the Steam Summer celebration i don't know they i i was originally like sweet i'm gonna download all the demos and play all of them and then i realized there was first of all 900 of them um i downloaded about 40 and i played three um <laughs> whatever uh one of those was skatebird which is a game i've talked about a little bit it is like it's so cute it's just it, you're a bird and you skateboard and there's a bunch of different birds and one of my birds had a fez and they tweet and they flap around and you'd go off jumps and you grind things and it's incredibly wholesome and fun and I really liked it. I'm a Kickstarter backer on that. So eventually they will send me a full copy of it and I'm very excited. So I don't know. Go follow Skatebird on Twitter because it's cute. It's really cute. And they, I don't know, all their tweets are done in like the style that you'd imagine a game called Skatebird to be done. They're all like first person and silly. I like it. Um... I put Erica on there twice. I'm going to hold Erica towards the end. Um, I also played Lord Winklebottom Investigates, which is imagine it, you're Sherlock Holmes, except that you're a giraffe and Watson's there, but Watson's a hippo <laughs> and you're playing a point and click um, like adventure mystery game. And that's what Lord Winklebottom Investigates is. And it's again, another demo I played and it's very, very, very good and kind of weird and everyone's got kind of bad English accents. Apparently they're going to re-record all the voices. It just was kind of for this demo. Um, I like had to help uh, I don't know what was it? A uh, oh, what are those cute like seabirds that uh, uh, puffin? I had to help a puffin fix its boat and like I had to help a like a pig, I think, like get his keys because the drunk sailor who was supposed to take me on a rowboat was locked inside his bar and had, was drinking all his beer. And it was just fun. It was silly and goofy. And like, I like point and click adventure games, but I especially like them when they're 
dumb and full of puns and bad jokes so it was very good i really like that a lot um another game i've played this one a lot with my kid it's called super animal royale and i think it's like 10 or 15 bucks on steam and it's a battle royale game that first of all is 2d um it's you play as like cartoon animals so like my kid plays as a corgi and I think I'm like some sort of fox thing and there's all sorts of like goofy outfits so like I'm a fox that wears a a, like a necktie and carries around a machine gun um but it's all just very like I can't even describe it because it's just silly and and cartoony and goofy but it's literally the I've played a lot of I've played a lot of Battle Royale games, and I generally don't like them, and I really enjoy this. The rounds are relatively short. Um, Your restart time is, like, about 60 seconds, so it's not, like, a bunch of time queuing and then a bunch of time, you know, I mean, I guess it probably just means that they have a lot of people playing. But it's also, like, pretty easy to be casually good at. We've never actually won, but we've come in second. I've probably played 10 rounds of it. I've probably come in second three times. Um... It's fun when all you have is melee weapons. Like a lot of times you'll you'll parachute into an area with too many people and you'll just hack people to death with a machete. Um, there's like a jump button that makes you do these crazy like somersault things. So a lot of times it's like four people accidentally converging in the same area and then like, them all crazy, you know, like somersaulting away or somersaulting into each other. It's just fun. Like there's a lot of kind of fog of war in it where you can almost be on the same screen and not see the other person. There's a lot of weird cover because it is 2D too. So like it has to, you can't just see everyone. Um, Like I said, it's kind of dopey, but I've actually really enjoyed it. Like it's, it's the kind of game where I'll finish up lunch and then we'll play 30 minutes of Super Animal Royale before I have to go back and, and do other stuff. So it, you can jump in and out of it pretty quick. It's fun. I like it. Um, finally, the probably the most interesting game I played this week is a game called Erica. Um, I will get it out of the way early. I know about it because Austin Winnery wrote the soundtrack for it, and the soundtrack is very good, as you would expect. Um, it's a PlayStation-only game, and at first I was like, oh, man, why is it PlayStation-only? PlayStation is not where I like to play my video games. I think I paid $10 for it, and it's a... It's an interactive movie, I guess, is is what I would say. It's all video. Um, and it is about a girl named Erica whose dad, uh, his mom is dead, and her dad gets pretty violently murdered, um, kind of not in front of her exactly, but she walks into the room to see him, um, you know, shirt open and has this huge, um, like, Greek letter carved into his chest. Um she kind of grows up and ends up getting attacked and the the cop who's there to help her says you know hey we're going to take you to where your you know your dad founded this place uh, it's kind of a, a mental hospital um but it's the safest place for you to be because the the guy who found it with your dad will help watch over you so on and so forth and i can't really say much it's it's a it's a two hour game. So like, I can't go into too many more details because I'll start giving away plot. Um, but it's so good. It's like one of those games that I've been thinking about a ton, both because I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever played a good, like interactive movie game. Um, night trap. Definitely not night trap. Uh, what did you say? Hans dragons? Yeah. But not even exactly drag. I mean, you love Don Bluth. 
Yeah, I do love Don Bluth, actually. Like, that's not a lie. Um, but it's but even more so, like, the way you play it is really interesting. The reason it's a PlayStation-only game is you don't you don't use, like, the buttons and the joystick on the PlayStation controller. You actually use that stupid touchpad in the middle to, like, move your cursor oh. around, which sucks. Like, don't play it that way. Um, instead, what you can do is actually download an app and play it on your cell phone. So you actually, like, as long as they're both in the same Wi-Fi network, it works. It, it absolutely just worked instantly. And then you use, um, like, following kind of on-screen prompts, you use your cell phone to guide kind of the cursor on the screen to to pick different um like different talk options, like, you know, how you're going to reply to things, how you can like, there's a, a lighter that you flick a lot that you actually, you know, like you open the lighter using it, then you flip your, your thumb to light the lighter. Um, you walk places by highlighting them with your, and so it's, it's interactive. It's not, it's not exactly a video game, but it's not exactly not a video game either. It's, it's probably more, I would, I would say it's maybe a little bit more interactive than, like the worst of the Telltale games, like a lot of the Telltale games, like, yeah, you sure you walk around on your own, but it's mostly just walking from conversation to conversation. And so you don't free walk, but it seemed like there was a little more puzzle problem solving than, than you have. And the story was really good and the acting was really good. Uh, and apparently there's three endings to it. So if you really wanted to like push it, you could probably get about six hours of gameplay out of it. But for 10 bucks, I was really happy to get one and call it good. It's a lot of fun. And I think it kind of was a little bit under the radar. So I don't know. It was fun called Erica E R C E R I C A um, only on the PlayStation. Although maybe like an iPad wouldn't be capable of running it, but it really seems like you could actually play that game on an iPad and play directly on the screen with the different prompts too. And it would work just fine. So maybe, and I I don't understand why you couldn't play it on the Xbox. It was just like the knowledge that you have to have the app to do it. So anyway, play that. Dylan didn't make it. He said he was going to try, but he's not here. So we're skipping over the games he may or may not have played. He probably barbecued some meat. Um, we're going to talk about Patreon for just a second. We haven't talked about Patreon in a little while, um, but it still exists. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. We would love your support. Um, obviously, with uh, the COVID-19 situation, I 100% understand. Like, I personally understand that a lot of people have lost their jobs because uh, me too. Um, different movement, same idea. Uh, we're going to actually talk about the other one in a little bit. <laughs> it's relevant. It's foreshadowing. Consider that foreshadowing. Um, but if you can donate, obviously, it costs us eh, about 35 bucks a month to run this podcast. And that's about what we're making right now on <laughs> Patreon. So literally at this point, every dollar matters. I would, uh, I would love to see that go up by a couple dollars just because I hate to lose money on my podcast. But uh, like I said... The dollar tier, fantastic. I understand not everyone wants to or can spend that $10 tier. The dollar tier really does help. So if you uh, have a couple of extra bucks you can throw our way, that'd be fantastic. Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. But if you can't do that, I completely understand because like I said, I, I uh, am in the same boat as a lot of people. There are other things you can do to support our podcast. One, I would suggest, is you can leave a review for us. And we've actually had two in the last two months, which is very nice. One of them is, the, the title is just, OMG, five stars. Could not agree more. Like that to me sums up our podcast. It is from Stormy609. The only part of the review, amazing. Oh my God, five stars, amazing. That's the podcast that we make. Uh, the other one. Who joined in the last six months? 
That's right. Yeah, it was all Colby. Colby just raised the level of our podcast up to OMG five star oh. amazing. Uh, I, I was just wondering if she'd listen or he. I don't know. Stormy's male. Stormy female, sounds maybe. Stormy sounds female. I, I maybe they'd listen to a you know an eight bit bites. That is probably it. They probably they've probably listened to both. It's all Hans and Colby. Yeah. I'm just along for the ride. That's cool. Uh, the other one is actually not from a name. Um, like I didn't know you could do this in in iTunes, but it, the the user is. Sm- like that that smiley face has heart for eyes and another one of those and then i think that's the party smiley face so like love love party that is the other that's the name that describes this podcast they said they just heard our ad and just now decided to listen and they love it uh we actually had ads for this running on a couple of radio stations in seattle i don't know if those still run my guess is no because i don't work at that radio <laughs> station anymore but Shh, they ran they for maybe they are who knows a lot of other people lost their job then too so it's a possibility they're just slipping right in under the under the radar but anyway they heard us on the radio and and uh uh, and listen to us uh, and apparently like us. So so if you have never left a review, you can go, you can add one on iTunes. You can add one on however you listen to our podcast, be that Spotify, be that Overcast. There's a bunch of different places you can leave a review. That can would be fantastic. Can you actually review on Overcast? I'm like 99% sure. Maybe not. I've left two on iTunes and they've both been deleted. Yeah, I, it's weird. Like, I, I actually, got, I was the first person to... Um, to actually leave a review yeah yeah and it's gone either way what's really important is is like right now we're at like four and a half stars and it's because one person left us a one star review and they were not very friendly and so like i just want to just want to push that back up statistically at some point in time me too yeah it's possible no it was before you were on the podcast so statistically at some point in time like i think they'll round back up to five so you know that'd be cool uh the, the the reviews are great the other thing you can do is just like tell someone that this is a podcast that you listen to and they might like it too. Just tell someone. That'd be great. All right, back to other stuff. Um, Hans, I believe as Dylan, this is your job. News? Excellent. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. Uh, first up. Actually, you know, I lied. I, was, I said I was going to say all the Patreon people. Like, we have, we have a limited number of Patreon followers right now. I'm going to say all of their names. Not just the $10 ones. Everyone. Polynerdic is a good guy. He's actually got a podcast too. You should go listen to that. John Tippins, Megan Phillips. What's its name? I think it's also Polynerdic. I think I actually do not know. Um, if you search for Polynerdic on Twitter, he is on there and I'm sure he links to his podcast. He does some video stuff too. Cool guy. Uh, John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Hans. He's right there. He's on the podcast and paying his money. I don't, I, I do I have to give that back to you now? Is that, <laughs> I'm not sure. It seems unf- it feels like a tail wagging. Yeah, dog. right. It's weird. Uh, Tim Brannon, mine and uh, Hans's good friend Tim, and uh, Vinny Champa, who also has a podcast, the VIP Gaming Podcast, I believe is the name of it. Uh, he also tw- uh, twitches at Twitch.com/slash/Devinster, so you should go see what Vinny is up to as well. Good people all around. Thank you for your continued patronage. Uh, you'll get that. Uh, the uh, July games coming out game podcast that we recorded like an hour ago early. Good for you. All right. On to news, which we got to hurry. I think Hans has got to go to sleep. It's like eight no, o'clock there. Whatever. All right. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. Jeez, me too. All right. First up, Microsoft, like we said, took mixer out behind the shed. Uh, no warning, no anything. Just put a bullet into it. So um, I think, 
Phil Spencer probably said it best. He said, we started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the big players out there. And by big players, I think they just mean Twitch. I guess YouTube gaming, too. I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties and the ability to reach gamers in a very seamless way through the social platform Facebook has. So I guess that kind of buried the lead a little bit. They killed Mixer and they just said, hey, everyone, go to Facebook gaming. That would be terrific. Um... The nice thing is, is they're making that transition pretty easy. Um, if you're a Mixer partner, you will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming. Um, if you use the Mixer monetization programs, you'll be able to use Facebook's Level Up program um, in the same sort of way. If you are a Mixer viewer and you have outstanding Ember balances, channel subscriptions, or Mixer Pro subscriptions, you'll get those back in the form of an Xbox gift card. Um, the downside is, is like... <laughs> A lot of people really hate Facebook. Like, really, really I mean, like, I hate Facebook. Um, Facebook's terrible. And so yes. a lot of folks were not pleased at them saying, hey, just go over to Facebook. It'll be fine. Um, you know, one thing that Mixer has, has that uh, Facebook does not? Terms of service? Uh, please. I, I was going to say Mixer has never been involved in a genocide before. Well, that we know about. It's true. True. Um, yeah, like, mostly I just feel bad for Mixer partners who have spent a lot of time building a channel, building a following, and just have it kind of pushed off to the side is hard. Um, and, like, they found out about this the same minute I did. There are people, like, I have seen people on Twit on Mixer who were partnered, like, three days ago who literally got their welcome to mixer partner box full of goodies after this announcement. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's the little guys that, you know, are just starting or have media yep. base, right? You know, Ninja and shroud are back on Twitch. Yep. They took their millions that Microsoft gave them and are just now happily sitting on a bigger pile yeah. of money. Right. It's the, it's all everybody else that, aren't the top 10 yeah, I, you know, that are hurt. I this. normally think that Microsoft and Xbox are very pro gamer and uh, do a lot of mostly good things. And this was not great. Um, existing Mixer folk will be able to stay around until July 22nd, at which point everything will push over to Facebook gaming. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, I, I did a pretty long form tweet about this. And the only... The only bonus I can see out of this for people that want to go over to Facebook gaming is it means you only have to build a single audience. Like to me, if you are a streamer, you probably have to build, you probably have to build a Facebook audience anyway, to some degree, because that's how you, I mean, social media is how you network. It's how you let people know you're going online. It's how you, you know, build a following to some degree. And so I guess with Facebook gaming, you only have to build one following. You build your Facebook following and, and they're kind of one and the same and i think the other advantage to it is that if 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 you said to your mom and said like hey mom do you know what twitch is like she probably would not say yes but if you say do you know what facebook is she goes oh yeah i use facebook everyone uses facebook and not that the gaming crowd is trying to appeal to my 65 year old mother but i wonder if there are opportunities for non-traditional streamers to reach an audience that might have had a harder time reaching that before. Like there, there are people that watch a lot of weird Facebook live stuff. And I wonder if 
there will be an easier way for niche streamers to reach an audience they could not reach before on Twitch. So who knows? I don't know. But it's it's kind of bad news and it's not there's not much there's nothing you can do about it. It just kind of sucks. So Rip Mixer, I guess, which is just a, like I always liked Mixer. Mixer was always my favorite, to be honest. But what do you think the new uh, Xbox Rewards is going to be? Oh, that's true. Since every other week, it's watch a Mixer stream or, or you know, click on it and then immediately hit B. So yeah, that's a good question. Um, and apparently they are saying that it will not like Mixer has a pretty prominent space on like the Xbox dashboard, and apparently they say they fa- that Facebook Gaming will not replace that. So I don't know. It's weird. Um, it really just sounds like they just kind of want to get out of that business. I, you know who I feel bad for too is like the two dudes from Beam. Because like if you if you remember three years ago, two years ago, um, Mixer used to be called Beam, uh, and then Microsoft bought it, and Beam was made by like two like twenty two year old wonder kids who figured out the way like they had zero latency streaming on Mixer a year before Twitch got it and six months before Twitch got it. Like they did some really cool stuff. And I mean, not that those dudes won't be able to sit on their millions, but I think they were really, I think that they were kind of proud of what they created. And it's a bummer to see that go away. So, ah, whatever it's, it sucks, but everything else sucks too. So (laughs) what do you do? You know what also sucks? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the nihilism podcast <laughs> where Cliff cynically talks about how bad everything is. Uh, you know what else sucks? I will tell you sexual harassment and assault within video games. And like, I'm a pretty big Twitter user. Do you do you tweet at all, Hans? Yeah, I read Twitter when I want to be depressed. Yeah, geez, right? Um, I swear to God, my Twitter feed, like... Like kind of like a lot of the BLM stuff led up this weekend and was just replaced by post after post after post after post of women in video games and women in streaming talking about being harassed and assaulted and gaslit and ugh, it was terrible, um, like absolutely awful. Um, it involved a lot of a lot of pretty well known. Um, folks, probably the the biggest name that got outed was actually Chris Avalon, who has worked on everything. everything. Yeah, like if yeah, since Fallout Two. I mean, it's he is the guy I've been following for the last thirty years of my game uh-huh. career. Like right? he he yeah. did a bunch of kind of like if you've played a role playing game in the last, especially kind of turn based role playing games he probably had a hand in writing it um, up until currently or pray yeah. now. New yep. Stuff, he right? is, I mean, he is incredible. a writer or was a writer. He is no longer a writer yeah. on like vampire yeah. Two masquerade or whatever it's called. That's coming out very soon. Like a bunch of current games are like, he was a writer on this. We've removed everything he wrote because ew. Um, but yeah. destiny streamer say no to rage um, act a bunny food. Come on, act a bunny foo-foo. I hate that so much. That person is awful just because that's their name. Um, bless RNG. Uh, like the the creative director for um, Ubisoft that's making uh, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla game uh, ended up taking a leave of absence today. It, there is literally like so. I'm going to post this. Uh, this list, but if you want to just look it up yourself, search for uh, it's on medium.com and it's called Survivor Streaming 
survivor stories of harassment assault with the gaming and live streaming industry um, but i'll post in our show notes too i'm not even kidding you it is a list that will take you minutes to scroll through and it's literally just a list of um it's literally just a list they had to they i'm not even oh my gosh i just went to it it was originally a medium post and they said it got so long that it was being difficult to to uh post on medium so they pushed it over to a google spreadsheet um it's holy crap uh, i was, thought i was gonna be able to say 100 215 lines long in the spreadsheet and this is from like last thursday so i mean obviously i can't tell you what to do and i can't tell you how you should deal with this kind of stuff but you might want to go look at that list and if you follow any of those people or if you're paying them money as streamers you might you might want to consider not doing that because there are a lot of apparently terrible people in the video games industry taking advantage of um, all sorts of other people in the video game industry. And, and to me, a huge portion of that is not just like, hey, sexual assault and sexual harassment are terrible. It reduces the diversity of people that work in our industry and it makes cool games harder to make because if everyone is identical in our industry, that means that all the games getting made are going to be identical in our industry. So scaring people away because you're terrible just makes video games as a whole worse. So don't, don't do that. Um, I, did we mention earlier that I was going to talk a little bit more about riot games and how terrible they are? I think that might've come up when we were talking about Valorant. Uh, the global head of consumer products at Riot Games has resigned because of terrible, terrible things he said about George Floyd. So Riot Games continues to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> like, I love that it, Like every three months I get to report another horrible thing happening at Riot. It's very, very special there. Anyway, on to maybe better news? We'll see. Let's see how this goes. You guys want to talk about the PS5? Woo! Are you buying a PS5, Yay. Uh, Hans? No. Me neither. I don't think Colby is either. No, I mean, I'm not sure I will buy any of the next-gen consoles. Yeah, it's not, not really much of a reason for you to buy an Xbox because you are a PC no, gamer. So. Yeah, well, Microsoft has just kind of... They, they've done it to themselves here, right? They've, made, they've crossed the market so much that if I have a PC, I don't need an Xbox. And if I have an Xbox, I don't really need I'm a PC. Not, so. uh, I'm not... I'm going to go out on a limb and say they did that on purpose. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine with me. I mean, you know, I just they're they they're losing out on hardware sales. So, you know, and, uh, and that's actually what we're going to talk about, though, is they're probably actually not missing out on hardware sales because um, I don't know if this is common knowledge, but video game manufacturers don't make money off consoles, or if they do, it's usually gosh, like yeah. three or four years into a console's um, life when they start being able to replace parts. So that's actually what we're going to talk about. So PS Five. Uh, who knows what it's going to cost, but I've heard a lot of people say, I think it's going to be $500 for the, did you guys just hear that? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I think it's going to be $500 for the, uh, version of it that has a disc drive and $400 for the version that doesn't have a disc drive. And, uh, Eurogamer actually did a little bit of write-up on that, and they, they put out two interesting facts. And one for me is that between 2006 and 2008, Sony lost $3.3 billion subsidizing the co cost of the PS3. So 
it is a possibility that they will launch at $500 and $400, but that means that Sony is actively losing money uh, on every console they sell. And $3.3 billion when you're Sony and... Like, Sony games makes money. Sony as a company does not make money. <laughs> so losing $3.3 billion is very hard for a company with, with essentially their market cap and, and the way they do business. Um, on top of that, apparently the cost of the that Blu-ray drive that is going to be in the, the one that has a disc drive is only $20. So in theory, if you buy, if, if you figure that one's going to be $500, the other one should be $480, maybe a little less because the, the plastic might cost a little less for the, uh, the case they have to put it in. So what I am saying is, is if you think you're going to get a, a discless one for $100 cheaper, you might be right. But that also means that Sony is really expecting to make that money up in you buying games, in you subscribing to PlayStation Now, and you can expect that they will push those things to you very hard, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, that's their job. But my guess is that it's going to be $550 and $500. If I, if I had to, like, throw a dart, I think they're willing to lose 30 bucks on the discless one. And that... Uh, their costs just are going up. Like if you look at what a, so if you look at just the graphic capabilities of the next generation consoles, um, a video card that has that same capability on a PC costs about what you think you're going to be paying for a console. So keep that in mind. They're not going to be cheap and you're not going to save a ton of money buying a discless one. So thoughts? So back in the day, your attach rate on say a Nintendo or a Sega was three yep. games. Right, so Nintendo, they'd sell it. They knew you were going to buy three games. Nowadays, that proposition has changed with digital and everything yep. else. Right, when someone buys a PlayStation Four or Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Xbox One, whatever, you know, if they buy forty games, you know, or it, can Sony look at that and say, okay, you know, over the history of our PS Three, PS Four, we've had an attach rate of forty. Yeah. Can they, you know, maybe they even drop it lower? Would they do that, or do you think there's a... I think, so the, the what I read, actually, uh, in the same article, it's actually really good. It's called, uh, it's Digital Foundry, Can PS5 Digital Edition Deliver a Discounted Console um, over on Eurogamer.net. And uh, one of the things they said is that by going all digital, they actually make about $8 more per game, um, and it eliminates the resale market. So if you, it, so the answer might be yes. They may be willing to discount further with the theory that people are... They're going to make a little bit more money. So even if the attach rate is still three games or four games, with that extra eight bucks, maybe you know that kind of evens things out a little bit. Um, a PlayStation Now subscription even that out a little bit. Um, and so maybe, maybe they're willing to take the jump. But I don't know if the attach rate has changed that drastically. I think for every person like me or even like a lot of people probably listen to this podcast, yeah, you buy a ton of games. But I think there are a lot of people that buy Grand Theft Auto and they buy Red Dead Redemption and then they buy whatever the Call of Duty or Battlefield game of that year is. And yeah, maybe you buy a bunch of them over the years, but I, I think that there is there are two different kind of people that, that buy and play games. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, honestly, at this point for, for us especially, it's all just like, who knows? Um, but even a lot of the stuff I'm reading by professional prognosticators, mm, uh, right, that uh, they don't know either. So we'll see. 
Uh, all right, we talked about this a second ago. Facebook apparently already bought two video game companies. I did not know this. They bought the folks who make Beat Saber. Like, I don't remember that happening, but good on them. Beat Saber is a great game. Um, but they also bought um, Sanzara Games, who uh, apparently make Asgard's Wrath, which is a game I've heard of and it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, but they also picked up... Uh, the developer Ready at Dawn, who made The Order 1886, which I have not played, but I've heard is, it was like one of those games that like had a lot of hype about it, and then it came out and it didn't really push very much, but then the people that really like it, really like it. But apparently they bought it them because of a VR game they made called Lone Echo. They're currently making Lone Echo 2. So they just get, to, when you say Facebook acquires video game developers, it's weird, but then a lot of people forget that Facebook owns Oculus, and they just rolled them right yeah. into the uh, Oculus Studio banner. So interesting there, only because apparently I missed news. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No. Colby says no. All right. Uh, Cyberpunk. I'm bummed that it got delayed. Hans is bummed that it got delayed. Are you? Is that a game you're you're thinking about, Cole? I'm gonna play it, but I'm not real bummed that it got delayed. I mean, I'm not super. I'm bummed. I'm bummed just because, like, literally, it's probably the one sixty dollar game I will purchase this year, and I've been saving up my Microsoft Reward points for months to buy it. But you know, whatever. Um, now I can use some of my Microsoft Reward points on buying uh, that new uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons game, and then pick up. You know the other one later. So, have you seen so how was, many games I have? Yeah, same. I know. I was reading Reddit and someone po- uh, posed a thought. Uh, the delay coincides with when everyone thinks the new Xbox is coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, and like that's actually what I thought initially too. I was, I, I literally, I think I actually posted that on Twitter. I said like, "Hey, it's fine that it's getting delayed because it means it'll be the first game I get to play on my new Xbox Series X," and apparently. At launch, it won't have the enhancements for the Series X and the PS5. Yeah, and that so. was the other thing. You have to doubt they're promising a free update. Yeah, which is cool, but I really, like, if I'm going to have to wait, I want to get that out of the box. So so now I have to kind of wonder, like, I'll already have an Xbox Series X. Do I wait on that game until those upgrades come out? I mean, like, you don't have Gaming to because PC. you'll get it on the PC, but I'm not going to play it on the PC. So, like, now I have I have decisions to make, and that's that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the Cyberpunk comic book. Um, <laughs> it's called Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team. It uh, will be about an assistant emergency medical technician on a failed rescue mission, presumably in Night City, the game's main setting. Uh, here is what they say about it. Nadia, an assistant EMT for a privately owned business known as Trauma Team International, is the sole survivor of a failed rescue mission turned shootout. After she agrees to continue work for an upcoming extraction mission, Nadia and her team find themselves in an even more dangerous and life-threatening situation. So, if you're bummed that Cyberpunk's not coming out, the first issue of this uh, comic is going to come out September 7th, which is was supposed to be, I think, a week or 11 days before uh, Cyberpunk came out. The comic is on time, the game is not. So, no word on how many episodes or issues, I guess of that they'll be but it might be all right it's actually being published by dark horse so like there's some there's some folk behind it um it's being written by um the guy who does some of the uncanny x-men and drawn by uh the person who does dark horse's giants comics which i am not familiar with but might be your thing so check that out if you're a comic nerd we love you comic nerds ah nintendo they're not making more mobile games which that's okay. Darn. Have, I have not played a single Nintendo mobile game that I liked. Have you liked any of them? I haven't played any of them. 
They've all looked kind of bad. They've all kind of, like, I did not enjoy the Mario game. I did not enjoy, I, I don't even know if I played the Mario Kart game. Um, I don't remember what that strategy game is. I played it and I hated it. Um, Pocket Dr. Camp Mario. was dumb. I forgot about Dr. Mario. Anyway, apparently um, we're not the only people that said, meh, whatever. Um, they have indicated that uh, they just aren't making... They've made about a billion dollars on mobile games, and apparently that's just... Eh, we can we can just say eh at a billion dollars. Um, and apparently they're not even really all that motivated to like push for the whales that Colby's going to talk about later. Like they actually have removed monetization for a bunch of their games. So they not only don't want to make mobile games, but they're not very good at existing in that space. And they're just going to uh, keep working on switch games that are printing money. Um, I believe is, is how you refer to like, say what animal crossing is doing. It is literally printing money. So no mobile games coming out. If that's your thing, I'm very sorry. <sighs> Finally, we get to the end of news. Billy Mitchell, bad guy of King of Kong. Like, if you've no, if you don't know it, if if when I say the name Billy Mitchell, Colby, when I say the name Billy Mitchell, he thinks of Billy Mays Hayes, I think, right? Shamwell. Well. No, no, OxyClean. OxyClean, dude with the no, beard. Um, rip. Uh, not him. Uh, but if you don't, if you if you don't have a clear picture of what Billy Mitchell looks like when I say his name, you need to go just Google search him because he is an incredibly talented video game player, but he looks like he would be the bad guy in any movie he walked into. Dude just looks evil. It's fine. Um, also has a real penchant for American flag ties, which I think is whatever. Either way, super talented video game player, which we've talked about on this podcast. We've talked about um, on 8-Bit Bytes before. Do you want to give us the down low on, on Billy Mitchell and his continued woes and redemption, I believe, now, Hans? Yeah, well, I don't know about redemption so much. So, <laughs> uh, you know, this guy, I mean, it, it's like we talked about earlier before we started recording. Guinness was just kind of like, eh. So, um, but anyways, you know, Billy Mitchell has some confirmed world records on Pac-Man, right? He has Donkey Kong. The dude is an amazing gamer. You know, I watching him on Twitch or wherever else, you know, to, to get a high score on Donkey Kong or Pac-Man, it's 24 hours of gameplay. That's amazing. Right? I mean, or more, right? It takes dedication. You know, in Pac-Man, you have to hide the Pac-Man in a certain spot to even go to the bathroom, right? You know, it, and you can go away for like 50, 60 seconds before, you know, you'll get eaten. But anyways, um, back in the day, a couple of years ago, he uh, submitted a Donkey Kong score and there was a whole bunch of evidence showing that it may have been doctored. And there was... Was it doctored or was that he was playing it on like a, a emulator? On a main, yeah, yes. not on an arcade. Yeah, game. so they, yeah, so there was that, and then there actually was, yeah, maybe some doctoring too around some of the stuff sure. they did on the VHS tape that they submitted this on. But yeah, so the it, it's interesting because the way Mame draws Donkey Kong is different than how the arcade draws Donkey Kong. And if you if you break it down frame by frame, you can easily see the difference, right? Mame draws the whole screen at a time, and Donkey Kong, because it's being rendered on a CRT monitor, goes left, right, left, right, you know, from top to bottom, and you know, frame by frame, you can easily see that. So someone caught on a couple years ago, saw that, Guinness pulled his uh, record, but then so Billy Mitchell's been fighting it, and late last year, he, or yeah, it must have been late last year, he submitted. 
like 400 pages <laughs> of documents. And you can read these documents. He put them on a Google Drive, and there literally is 400 pages of documents from all kinds of people. And, you know, quite honestly, if I was the guy at Guinness, I would have been like, oh, you went to all that trouble here to have the record. <laughs> it kind of um, sounds like that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the, 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 uh, the quote from the Guinness is, in the end, we found that there these we found that there just wasn't sufficient evidence to support the disqualification across the board. In cases such as this where there is a debate, we would typically defer to the original that's, that's a, a big, big word, word adjudication. And this is the case here. Now, you know, he he hasn't beat the Donkey Kong score again yet live. He has kill screen Pac-Man a few times. Um, and actually, I believe right now the Donkey Kong high score is not even in his name or Steve Weeby, the King yeah. of Kong guy. Name. So, so that's a weird thing I, about Pac-Man. I never really thought about the fact that was he the first person to do it? He supposedly was back in the day, so much so that Namco guys, the, the original creators of Pac-Man, flew him out to Japan to make, you know, have him do it for them. Interesting. Right there. Um, so Pac-Man is interesting because once you hit level 256, the screen yeah. garbles. Uh, so you have to play it blind. It's crazy because you can get like X so many more points on that yeah. kill screen. But, it's but there's all a blind. maximum of number of points Kong that just... you can get in Pac-Man. Yes, yeah. yes, correct. So people can hit that, I wouldn't say easily. <laughs> But people have hit that with Donkey Kong. It just it it that we haven't seen anyone hit that total high score. That's yet. crazy. I always think it to me. It's fascinating that Pac Man is that way because you just run out of memory. Like they they literally yeah. That's exactly what happens. Uh, but currently, the Donkey Kong high score is uh, held by Robbie Lakeman, uh, one hundred and one point two million points. So. I would like to think that uh, the Guinness Book of World's Records got that 400 pages and just went, fine, we don't care, <laughs> just go. I think the, the I mean, thing about it is, like, that's what they always say, like, if you're being audited, like, keep really good <laughs> records, but keep them in a shoebox. <laughs> so. so, as I understand it, for Guinness Book of World Records to be in the book, you actually pay them money, yeah. right? Like, a good deal of Wait, money. really? So. It's like... It's like yeah, getting yeah, yeah. a star on the uh, Hollywood yeah. Walk of Fame. So you you have to pay them money, and then you have to pay for a judge to come out and watch you beat the record, and put them in a hotel and pay for per diem and all that. And yeah, so it's it's I wouldn't say it's um, well, huh? I won't say much other than you know think about it yourself. It's kind of an interesting way to huh. do things. That's I didn't know that 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 makes it. I, I mean, it's a. It's a book made by a beer, you know, thing. What? To... I don't Guinness think they have. Is, no, I don't think it's originally Guinness. Is it really? Was the oh. of the Guinness Company? Really? As far as I know, it was used to settle like it was like trivia. To I am learning so much. I'm. I may be wrong on that, but I am. I'm fairly sure that it was originally. Uh. uh like for the the Guinness had to do with the actual Guinness company. Huh. It's actually yeah, on November 10th, 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver, Hugh Beaver. That is that guy's Hugh name, Beaver. Hugh, Hugh Beaver. Beaver. Then the managing director of the Guinness Breweries went on a shooting party in the North Slob by the River Slaney in Ireland. After missing a shot at a golden plover, he became involved in an argument over which was the fastest game bird in Europe. And that's uh -huh. how, God, that's insanity. 
The more okay. you know, I, I guess. Yeah, today I, I guess, right? That's so weird. All right, let's do some questions. Um, who's going to do uh, Vinny's voice today? Like, Hey, oh, Vinny, it's me. Uh, I'm a Vinny. <laughs> Vinny's Russian I'm cousin. A cu- I'm a Cliff's one Italian friend. Uh, uh, oh, wait, that's, that's an Italian? Italian? That's an Italian accent? <laughs> It, it was nothing really, and I was the Italian joke in the last podcast, or was it in this one? I do not remember. I oh, guess, no. man, non non patrons could be very confused. Sorry, guys. Um, let, I, it was not. It was in the last one. It's a me. I'm Vinny. I'm having a stroke. I guess. I guess hey. you'll have to wait for the punchline when the July game podcast comes out. Anyway, Vinny's question is inspired by Marvel's Avengers video game. Which ensemble cast would you like to have their own game? Could be story based. Could be co op. Could be both. Anyone have any ideas? I've got an idea. I don't know. I I, I literally should have read these questions before. I I love jumping in blind and having to come up with a cast of people. The correct answer is Firefly. I would very much yeah. like to play a ensemble game based around Firefly. Um, but maybe me like I I hate to do this to the character, but I love to do this to the actor. Um. Oh shoot! What's his name? Uh, that's played by Al- Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah, he's not Adam. Good. Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. I mean, Adam Alec Baldwin isn't yeah. a good person either. Adam but... Baldwin. Adam. Uh, what's his character's name in Firefly? Jane. Jane. Yeah, maybe just like a maybe Jane just Cobb. a spaceship lands on him during the intro or something, and like he's a great character. Like, I mean, I would like him on maybe my a team. Giant spear goes through his chest. Yeah, something. We'll just kind of retcon some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and not not watch. yeah, That'd like be nice. Uh, that's a really good pull. I like. Oh, so there was supposed to be a Firefly MMR or MMORPG that never. I would happened. play that. I would absolutely play that. But I could. Yeah, it was in development. And I could died. see that as being a cool co-op game. I could see that as being as a cool like where like even like how like Far Cry Five worked where you play. Uh, Wash. It's been a while since I've seen Firefly. To be honest, like it's one of those. It's, I love that show so much, but it's it's one of those shows that every time I watch it, I just end up really mad at the end of it, so I don't watch it very often. Wash. He's that's who. What's his name plays right? Nathan Fillion. No, no Wash is the space. No, whatever. Alan, Alan Turducken. Um, yeah, whatever. Yes. Nathan Fillion's. You're thinking of Captain Titan. Whatever. Pants. Nathan Fillion's character. You play as him. And uh, like then you like the others come along as like your your companions. That'd be cool. Different different places. They you know get different people except for except for Adam Baldwin. He got crushed by a spaceship and then had a spear thrown through his dead body. Um. Anyway, that's that's what I would do. Firefly. How about you guys? Have you thought up something yet, Cole? I send you these so early and you I never know, even open you them. You do. Like Hans is an excuse. I, I sent this to Hans five minutes before we started recording. I can't open them on my phone, and so like I, oh. I, I never think to do it. Like I get it and go like, oh yeah, I'll check it out on my computer, and then I just never do. <laughs> oh well. So so quite frankly, blame Apple for making a product that I cannot open. I don't understand Google how it's things. just your phone that does that. It's the weirdest thing in the I world. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It cannot open Gmail. It can't open anything Google related. That's weird. Just Google. Like YouTube can't open it. So weird. So weird. Yeah. Alright. Do you have an idea? Do you so, want to throw something out? No, I like okay. Firefly. Yeah, good. yeah me good too. Answer. I like Firefly. I was going to say that but you took it. Um, Y'all suck. Alright, Brooke has a question. Um, this is my lovely wife. Um, she ran across a cracked article and the title of that, Ow. I don't know. Uh, remember when Cracked was awesome? Do you remember back in the day when Cracked was awesome? I do. It was back when uh, 
when uh, Jack O'Brien was running. I mean, I guess the good side is, is like I listen to like six podcasts now that are the fallout from crack, not being awesome anymore. Uh, That is a good point. Like without those, my days would be so boring. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this cracked article is entitled dumb reasons for ditching good games. Um, And the first one I really liked, it was uh, Christy H. She says that she would uh, not kill any of the dragons in Skyrim because they were just too cool. Um. (laughs) Can I say, so like, I just played, I, I was playing Skyrim, and I just can't, I can't put 120 yeah, hours yeah, into I a game. It. But holy crap, when that first dragon comes in, it is the most, like, I mean, that game is nine years old and does not look great because it's like an upscaled 360 game. When that dragon comes in, it is badass to yeah, this yeah, day. Yeah. And then you had to kill it. It's a bummer. Eh, whatever, I don't really whatever. care. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, this article has a couple of, of interesting different, uh, different things in it, but I, I particularly like that one. So the question is, is what game have you stopped playing, um, for what ultimately was a dumb reason I never went back to? I mean, like I do that where I think like, oh, okay, this game is like real long. Well, I made it like 20 hours in. I just don't want to put in more time into that. Even though like sometimes I'm like Skyrim. Yeah. I was having fun. But like it just almost seems too daunting. Yeah. Like I think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm playing it like an hour a night. That's that's like three months of just one game kind of thing. I don't know if I want to do that. And it's not like, I don't know. That seems pretty stupid. It's a game. I'm enjoying it. Who cares how long it takes? <laughs> so I, I will tell you two things that I do, or two two thing uh, two two examples. One is um, video games that are like Skyrim or Fallout. Um, Far Cry probably actually has the possibility of doing this, where I like the side missions so much oh. more than I like the main mission that I'll put sixty hours into the game and then go like. Shoot, what was um. I doing? Ah, oh, man, I still got like 15 hours of main mission left. Ugh. Like, I literally, yeah. I'm not even kidding. I've told this story before, so there's nothing new. I put like 120 hours into Skyrim, and then it was just like, I'm done. I'm so bored of this game, and didn't pick it up for six months. And finally, I was like, I put 120 hours into Skyrim. I should beat it. Turned it on, loaded my save, and I'm like, okay, what's the next mission? And I did it, and it was the last mission in the game. Like, I, it took me 45 minutes to do it. I did the same thing with Fallout 3. Um, I came very, I actually did the same thing with Fallout 4 um, and had to go back and beat, I beat Fallout 3 eight years after I stopped playing it. <laughs> like, I had to literally yeah. trans, I had to set up my Xbox 360 so I could get my my save off my 360 and move it over to my Xbox One to finish that game. I did the same thing with Fallout 4. Fallout 4, I was like, ah, I should beat this. And they finally released the version on Xbox that you put cheat codes into. So I put on cheat codes that gave me all the ammo in God mode and finished like the last two hours of Fallout 4. It's not great. So that that's a problem. The other thing I did is, uh, have you guys ever played Undertale? It's like indie darling no. Undertale, I guess. I wanted to. Yeah, I've got it on my Switch wish list. It's like a five-hour game, six-hour game. Super cute, super, you know, whatever. I got like four hours into a five or six hour game and died and realized that, man, I haven't saved in like 10 or 15 minutes. I don't I don't want to replay the last 10 or 15 minutes again and never played the last two hours of that game. Just never played it. Just left it right there. So those are the dumb things I do. You guys have uh, ideas, thoughts, hopes, dreams? Uh- 
the stupidest reason isn't even my fault. It was a bug in the game. I was 25 hours into Outer Worlds, and I shot an, uh, a town villager, and it wasn't supposed to shoot him, and the entire town was hostile. <laughs> and I went, oh, that's a problem. I didn't mean to do that. I, it was totally an accident. So I uh, quit, loaded my last save game on a different planet because I hadn't saved in a while, which is also yeah, yeah. a stupid thing I do all the time. Everyone was hostile <laughs> on that planet. And I loaded a couple, like an hour back, and everybody was hot. So I come to find out there's a you know, just a game-ruining bug where if you did this in this one spot... yeah. I'll so be honest, hot, if you'd already put 25 it. hours into Outer Worlds, that game was saving you from yourself. Like, <laughs> I, I uh, in Morrowind, accidentally killed... His name's Cassius or something like that, um, because you can kill anyone in Morrowind, and I didn't realize that if you kill that guy, there's no main quest. Whoops. He, <laughs> he is the main quest giver, and I think he had something I wanted and saw me stealing it, and so <laughs> you do what you do and you I kill him, and then I it's wanted. like, <laughs> hey, uh, you're screwed. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> That's funny. So. That's funny. Uh, all right, Mr. Polite says he is playing The Last of Us 2, and it's odd, not the game itself. <laughs> Follow-up sentence. I love the game, but it is not fun. It's dire, depressing, sad, and feels like it's just going to get worse. And, like, I'll be honest, those are the reasons I'm not playing <laughs> The Last of Us 2 right now. Uh, Adam actually texted me the other day. He's like, hey, man, are you playing The Last of Us 2? I'm like, nah, I'd like, it just, it's too much. It, like, my life is already, like, teetering on the edge of, you know, like, crushing depression. I don't need a video game to push me over. He's like, I played it for, like, two hours. I literally just ugly cried. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Anyway, what Mr. Polite wants to know, is there a game, movie, book that you love but at the same time didn't enjoy Unfortunately, I did not know Hans was going to be in this podcast when uh, he asked this question. Hans already answered. The downside being is my answer is the same as Hans. So, Hans, please. Well, I forgot what I I have another answer. So, Perfect. What did I, I say? said Here, uh, Dead Space 2. Or, I'm sorry, Dead Space. Oh, yes, Dead Space. Yes. Dead Space. Yeah, um, yeah, I have yeah. never played a game that every time I put down the controller, like, my heart was pounding. I'd be, like, physically sweaty um, because that game was scary as... Like a, a naughty word. It was really scary. It was scary AF. It, scary AF. Yes. Thank you, Colby. It was, I could only play that game for like an hour at a time because it. I'm like, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. I put down the controller and go like, am I having fun? I don't know if I'm having fun. And then the next day I pick it up again. And that game is so good. It's like, play it now. The game's 10 years old, 12 years old, and it's still fantastic. But damn it, is it scary. So what's what's your other game? It wasn't a game. He said oh, book, right. and that reminded me. There's a there's a book series that I've loved dearly. Um, I won't mention it. Animorphs. Now a, oh. no. a book series that is now a show on Amazon. It's really good, and it's like eight books long. And in the last book, they jump forward eighty years, and now all your favorite characters are old, and like they can't do space stuff oh, anymore man. because tra it's a real space book where gravity affects people. So they're like, oh, if we actually accelerate, we'll die and break all our bones. And so, yeah, it was just, it's like book series I've been reading for 10 years that I've loved dearly. Um, rhymes with Expanse. And, yeah, it was I still good. have no idea what he's talking about, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I did... I just picture it like the uh, Mitchell and Webb look, the last episode where they have like old 
um, Sherlock Holmes who has Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh and, no! And it's it's both hilarious and the most depressing thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I uh, this is not exactly the same thing, but I like so the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Um, he wrote that book over I don't know thirty years, and he got hit by a car, a van, um, and yeah. like. They did not know if Stephen King was going to live or die. And, you know, everyone's freaked out. Stephen King might die. And all I can think is, like, there's still two books of the Dark Tower series left. What happens to Roland? Come on, people. Yeah, it's okay. Those last two books They were not very, very good. good. They came out in, like, nine months, I think. But it was nice to get a little <laughs> resolution. And, I mean, thank God that they finished that up so they could make the terrific did, Dark Tower movie. Didn't he stop doing coke? Probably. Maybe that's the problem. No, so that was back in the eighties. You can tell oh, right yeah, after yeah, Tommyknockers. Yeah. He 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 has said in interviews he doesn't remember, remember writing Tommyknockers. Yeah, yikes. So. Um, well, it's kind of like it's a lot of drugs. It's kind of like how Eric Clapton was racist, you know, until he stopped doing heroin or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah, sure. Um, irreversible. Oh, geez, it's yeah. For me, you never saw no, that but clip. you've told me about it. It's what the the movie that starts with like what a fifteen minute rape scene. No, no, that's in the middle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, it starts with the dude getting his head bashed in with a fire extinguisher. Oh, um, and then just, like, works backwards from there. It is, like, a movie that literally I've watched it once, and at the end, like, the credits were rolling, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever felt drained after <laughs> watching a movie. Um, it is a very good movie that I will probably never watch yep. again. Cool. Well, let's bring this back up. We're going to bring the podcast back up, back to Happy Place. Hans, ask your own question. Oh, you missed Princess oh, Megan. Oh, shoot. We'll bring the Jeez, podcast Cliff. back up by asking a question from a princess, Princess Megan. She wants to know, ignoring any dangers in the game, which video game would have the nicest spot for a vacation? For example, it could be a beach, an amusement park, a forest, or anywhere you could see yourself wanting to visit if it was real. I told her that I don't actually need to ignore dangers in the game right now. I'm willing to accept a little bit danger in order to go outside. So, I went to the zoo yesterday. It was a little more dangerous than I would have liked it to have been, honestly. Like, there's a lot of folk out there not, not properly accepting the fact that we're in a pandemic, even at the zoo. But I did get to see a walrus. Um, walruses make the most amazing noises you've ever heard. Like, just fantastic. So, Princess Megan. Better or worse than turtle sex? Um, Different than turtle sex? Tortoise sex, I think is what you As, mean. Yeah, tortoise. As loud. Absolutely. They make this whistling noise that we could hear from, like, four blocks away. Um, very much like you can tortoise sex. Tortoise. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we have video of that somewhere on YouTube. Uh, so if I had to play to make a place from a video game, is it cheating to say the Disneyland Adventure game and just go to Disneyland? Is that cheating? I don't think so. I was gonna say a but, roller coaster type, um, but the rides are gonna suck, Cliff. Oh dang it! You're right. The rides would suck. <laughs> um, maybe you play Roller Coaster Tycoon differently than I play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Have you ever made a roller coaster that goes on a big loop to loop and then the cars just exit onto the main pathway? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go to that. Uh, Maybe you're right. I Maybe enjoy the right. gif of the dude who builds the giant roller coaster and then just runs it through the line <laughs> waiting to get on the giant roller coaster. It's like 400 people just 
people flying. I love the roller. Like, a Planet Coaster is coming out for the Xbox, and it was supposed to come out this summer. I was really excited about it, and it got pushed back until Christmas. So I'm kind of bummed. Um, the other option, I would not mind... Um, I would not mind experiencing Firewatch. I think that a lot of people, uh, I mean, there was a bunch of people that like, quit their jobs to become forest rangers after playing that game. So Firewatch wouldn't be too bad, like the, the mountains of Wyoming. Maybe not in the summer. Like, maybe I could do that in the fall. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, like, Wyoming's not that hot. It, would be, what about it'd be, Ark? It'd be high up. You know, I um, spent, a, like, I played Ark for about two hours, and it appears that you... Um, just randomly defecate everywhere. Um, and I just so does my kid. It's valid, valid. Um, but then I don't pick it up. Like, do you pick it up and put it in your garden? Neither does pole? she. <laughs> uh, anyway, I also got killed by a lot of different dinosaurs. I guess like the dinosaurs are no cool, danger. but they're not very friendly so no danger she said the ignore game. the dangers so i'd ride the hmm. dinosaurs in that case arc might be Make tons of my fun friends tons of fun. i'm gonna this is gonna be weird but fallout oh like, if you ignore the dangers yeah because like how fun is it just like to wander through people's houses and look at their junk that's actually a good call call I... like there's no one there and you can just like hey i'm just gonna go through people's houses and look at their stuff that is true that is a fallout shelter would be a good yeah, place to be yeah. right now. And, and I would I would also say something like Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, if you I think you know. ignoring the dangers like there's a lot of like almost any video game would probably be fun if you could ignore the dangers. Like like Morrowind would be really yeah. cool. It's got a lot of interesting like those giant mushroom things. I could ride the silt uh, bugs or whatever they're called. I mean like the Mass Effect games would be cool. Like there're all sorts of different planets or aliens all over the place. It could be all right. Uh blue chicks. Blue chicks. <laughs> I I Nah, anyway. Hans, ask us a question. Yes, sir. Well, the question I had, since it's always related to food, this time is crunchy or smooth peanut butter. I'm going to not be hyperbolic here and say that if you like smooth peanut butter, you're literally worse than Hitler. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, it's good that I like crunchy. So I see. You know what the best peanut butter in the world is? Uh, crunchy. crunchy. I obviously. just said that, Cliff. Yes, but uh, like I'm, it's not Peter Pan that makes Peter Pan that makes peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, it is. Is it Peter Pan? Peanut it butter? is. Yeah. Um, they used to, they and I, I have not been able to find it for years. They used to make a crunchy honey peanut butter. So it was like mm -hmm. peanut butter with honey mixed into it. You can only buy it smooth now. And I'm like, can I add my own crunchy to? Like, if I get a thing of that and a thing of peanuts. Jif, can I like? Like, as Jeff makes an extra crunchy, can I mix those two together? So, it's not Jeff. Who's the other big peanut butter maker? I a choosy moms choose Jeff Colby, so I only choose Jeff. Jeff is, is awful. Really? Um, I like Jeff. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Or is it Jeff? It's definitely Jeff. <sighs> now I can't remember who the other big. They there's one that makes a honey. Like flavored honey roasted chunky peanuts. Really, I've looked for that forever. Comparable, and I cannot remember the name. I'll I'll tell Please. you when I think That'd about be great. it. The best peanut butter, oddly, is at Winco in their bulk food section, and you grind it yourself. And does that end up chunky? Is yes. Oh, and is honestly the best peanut butter I've ever had because of you know the pandemic. They had to actually shut down the bulk food sections at Winco so we didn't have peanut butter 
And I used to eat it on English muffins and sometimes like dip apples into it. So my wife bought other peanut butter yeah. and it is garbage yeah. comparatively. Oh, no. I, and I've, I've tried three different peanut butters and all of them I've like taken one bite and went like, no, this is garbage mm. and thrown it away. So I will tell you two peanut butter yeah. stories. Um, one is they better not involve a dog. It does not. <laughs> it does not. Okay. Good. Um, so I buy, mm, I usually grocery shop via Amazon Fresh, right? And so one of the th- cool things you can do with Amazon Fresh is you can tell your Echo, like, hey, add X to the shopping list, and she will do it. And uh, But I also had um, one of those, they, they give you this little scanner thing, and you can scan barcodes, so it's really handy. Like, yeah. it, they discontinued them the other day. I'm actually very disappointed. Um, you can take something you're throwing away, scan it, and it'll automatically add it to your list, and the next time you go shopping, it will add it to your shopping list, and it'll, it'll ship to you. And so... We'd been running out of peanut butter for probably a week. And so, like, I made a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, oh, we're almost out of peanut butter. I'll scan it. And my wife said, hey, we're almost out of peanut butter. And so I'll scan it. And my kid said, hey, we're almost out of peanut butter. And I'll I'll scan it. And then I was making a shopping list. I'm like, oh, man, we're almost out of peanut butter. So I should add that to the list. And we buy the, like, 48-ounce, 60-ounce, I don't know, they're big things of peanut butter. And I checked out from Amazon. I'm like, that's actually a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. And then the next morning, I had four or five 48-ounce things of peanut butter show up. And they're big. And they last a fair while. Um, I did a very similar thing the last week of school with those. You know those pre-made smucker sandwiches? The kid loves those. I ordered accidentally ordered like 10 boxes of them. I meant to order one, and I ordered 10. Anyway... Uh, the other thing I will say is I, it's not actually about peanut butter, but I did the same thing with jelly where I started buying, I don't want to say fancy because it's not like, it's not like artisanal, but, um, you've worked at a grocery store, you know, the, the jelly that is like from France and it's got like the kind of checker, like red and white check top. Um, they sell it mm-hmm. at Winko. Yeah. That's what I get. It's f- delicious. It's absolutely delicious. The blueberry one is delicious. They're all delicious. Got, went through a bottle. Yeah, And they're not, it, like I said, it's not expensive, but it's like. It's like four bucks. It's like four or five bucks, and it lasts me like maybe a week or two, depending on what we do. And so, like, I'm spending like 10, 20 bucks a week on a month on jelly, which seems extravagant. But I, I've tried going to other jellies, and it all tastes like garbage. I'm like, dude, I can get mm-hmm. a thing of Smuckers that's like four times bigger than yep. this, and it's three fifty. And I got it, and I was just like, oh. I oh. found the same thing. I bought like this like weird organic honey and like I'm not like a big like ooh organic and it's the best honey I've ever yeah. had and so I have to buy it now. However, what I will say with both honey and peanut butter, what you need to do is get some peanut butter and like a, a English muffin and then buy some Mike's spicy honey. Oh. Um, it's honey infused with peppers. That sounds good. And put all those three things together pretty delicious i love when hans makes questions because we always end up talking about food for like especially because like it's dinner time for me um i always talk about food for like half the time of our podcast good good call hans uh what you you were you you were a crunchy man right excellent good choice all right cheap free games luckily there's only like three so this will we're almost done uh um then we get to my oh no epic game store this week uh aer memories of old transfer into transform into a bird and fly to explore and experience a vibrant world of floating islands in the sky venture down into lost ancient ruins where each step leads you closer to the end of the world which seems like a bad idea maybe you should go backwards um don't (laughs) i don't know i'm ready for it good point uh and then stranger things 
Stranger Things 3 the game, which is kind of a weird, like, 16-bit looking adventure game. I thought isometric. It, yeah, isometric. I thought it looked terrible, but it's actually gotten pretty good reviews. So if you like Stranger Things, maybe check it out. Uh, free on the Epic Game Store this week. Uh, and then on Twitch Prime, they just threw in, a, like, there's... 75 games free on that service right now, I think. Um, one of the new ones is called Mad Tracks. It's an action-paced toy car game. Play mini games and race on everyday places. Have immediate fun, guaranteed. I, so if I download this free game and I do not have immediate fun, like, do I just delete it? Because I, Class action. Yeah, lawsuit. I'm not getting my money back. It's free. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Colby is going to talk now. We're, we're entering Small Bites, um, our, our occasional mobile game section um colby has a three-year-old uh she enjoys uh, mobile games because it's easy for a three-year-old to play it tell us about uh how bad that sucks Cole. actually well you want to start with the good game or do you want- i'm gonna start with the good. good 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 so yeah so i have been playing um best fiends which if you listen to podcasts you may have heard they do ads on podcasts occasionally sure. um it is a what did we decide those are called where you find like the match match yeah, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a match three game with, I mean, different things thrown Cute. in, and it's really fun. And like you can, you know, there's keys to unlock crates and stuff. But you always get if you beat a level, you get three keys. And you know, you can like here every ten minutes, you can watch an ad, and you can get two more keys. Um, you can buy gold to get different stuff, but like, I'm. 90 levels in i think and uh, there's been no need for me to even think about buying any sort of nice. stuff um which is real nice because my kid can play the first you know probably 20 30 levels um because they're easy enough before you start getting into like weird mechanics that she will not understand um and so she really likes mobile games and so I'm like, okay, well, we can download a couple of them just to, you know, see kind of what you want, what you can play. First of all, when you search for, like, kids' mobile games in the App Store, it is a garbage search that you might as well just say, like, hey, I want some, like, educational things because that's about all you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to kind of search through all these bad games to find, like, okay, maybe she'll like this. And so my first thought was, is, oh, she loves Omnom from Cut the Rope. She watches, Everyone I think, I think it's on. loves Omnom. Oh, yeah, he's adorable. He's got an Amazon show mm-hmm. that she watches. So she knew about Omnom before she had ever heard about Cut the Rope. So I'm like, well, let's download Cut the Rope. Like, I don't know if she'll be able to understand it well enough, but, you know, we'll give it a try. So I download it. And, you know, the first level's easy enough. She can understand it. You know, it's like cut two ropes. It falls into its mouth. Cool. Uh, and I think after the second level, I get an ad. It's 30 seconds long. Okay, whatever. Next level, beat that. An ad, 30 seconds mm. long. And I'm like, okay, that's annoying. And then it's like, hey, do you want to play these other levels? I'm like, uh, I guess we'll see what they are. So I play that one level and it was like a little bit more difficult than the other ones you you know had different mechanics i'm like she does not get this ad 30 seconds long i'm like oh that's awesome and so then after that ad i back out and go to the normal game and there's another ad that's 30 seconds long i'm like that's real annoying how like is there going to be an ad after every level and the answer is it appears kind of yes but there's also like 
there was an ad for another uh, cut the rope type game that I'm like, oh, maybe she enjoyed these levels. And I click on it and it wasn't, it, well, it wasn't an ad. It made it seem like there were different levels. And once I clicked on it, I'm like, oh, this is just another ad. And then you go back. And sometimes when you go back, you have to watch another ad for a different game. And then finally, like, this screen pops up, and it says, like, hey, you know, you're enjoying Cut the Rope, I assume. Would you like to purchase, essentially, the season pass? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I want to purchase the game, but that's not an option. So for, was it $10 a month? $16 a month, I said? $15 yeah. a month? You can, you can have the option of paying $15 every single month, the same amount that I think you had to pay for World of Warcraft to play Cut the Rope. And the great thing about this ad is that, and, and it wasn't so bad, it wasn't as bad on this one, is that you've got a big thing that, you know, big green button that says start, you know, your free trial, which is three days and then it's $15.99 or $14.99 a month or $10.99, whatever it was. Automatically over $10. via Apple builds straight to your credit card. Uh-huh. So you have the green, you know, start here and then there's a orange or a red button above it that also doesn't exit the ad. Um to exit the ad, you have to go up and there's an X that is pretty much the same color as the actual background of the ad. It's just lightly outlined in a different color. So my three-year-old is not going to understand that. So I'm like this game sucks. So later we download the and by that time I'm like, "Hmm, I'm going to turn off the ability to purchase, you know, things via video game, which first that's not easy in Apple. No. They do not make it easy to, I'm like, I have to like start up screen time and I'm like, why? But whatever. So we get the endless runner cut the rope because she really wanted that. She likes Omnom and I'm like, okay, I don't think you're going to be able to play this, but we'll give it a try. So I hand her the iPad after it loads, she starts it and the First thing that pops up is the same. Hey, do you want to, you know, <laughs> get the uh, this game for fifteen dollars a month? And all she sees is a big start button, and she probably can actually read the start button. She probably knows what that means, so she's clicking the start button. Which, if I hadn't turned off the ability to purchase things for ad, in about three days I would have went. What's this fifteen dollar <laughs> charge? The amount of like mobile games that are there was another one that it's like a it was an educational game and it's like okay here's you you get two plays there's you know three games that they give you the option to play and you get two of them I'm like okay fine and after that you just get it's like okay you've you've used your two plays it's now sixteen dollars to purchase this game and i'm like well, that's cool but like I don't know if my kid's going to enjoy this in three days. Like, I don't really want to spend $16. Like, well, do you want to do $5 a month? I'm like, no. I assumed when I went, like, to purchase this, it would be like, hey, it's three bucks. Yeah. I can't imagine spending $16 on a crappy mobile game. Um, and the amount of just, like, predatory things because i before you know she plays them i download them just kind of see if she'll she can play them yeah. at all and the amount of times that i'm like this is garbage the people that are like you know oh it's play to win in ea games like well no but you know a little maybe apparently do not play mobile games because mobile games ea has nothing nope. on mobile games 
nothing. Like, it is crazy the amount of monetization that these games have. It And I don't like it. I think the funny thing is, is I played Cut the Rope, I don't know, when it mm-hmm. came out. It was free. And... Mm-hmm. Like, there probably was an option to buy the game, but I don't think there were ads. I, maybe banner ads? It, I think it was $2 on the iPhone, and because it had an Android, it was free. Yeah, and it's like, I just, I don't understand. I literally do not understand any mobile game that has a monthly subscription. Like, any no. mobile game that has a monthly. It makes no sense to me. Or, let's put it this way. If it was $2 a month... Yeah. Maybe like I can, I mean, I probably wouldn't pay for it, but like if you got access to everything they did and maybe got like a few perks, okay, fine. Two bucks a month. If it's something that you're going to be playing a ton, but like, I mean, first of all, I can't imagine playing a mobile game for more than a month. Um, you know, like I, but I just $15 a month for cut the rope seems asinine even if you get access to all of the games in the things like if it was access to all the games and other stuff and it was just 15 dollars, maybe but 15 bucks a month that's i guess the thing i will say is is if you also think that's ridiculous apple arcade is five bucks a month and the games inside of it are incredibly high quality they're very good um but i just i don't understand a world where I mean, I can't imagine... I don't think there's a PC game, an Xbox game, that I would pay $15 a month to play. Um, Like, I I love WoW. um, But the reason I don't play WoW is because I can't imagine paying $15 a month to play it. Like, I I have to be... I have to be so into a game. I have to. I. I guess the thing is, to make a game worth $15 a month for me, I probably have to play it 10 hours a week. Like, I mean... Another one she played was it was called like Pizza Maker, yeah. and it's literally like you know, oh hey, you roll out the dough by you know rolling your finger over the rolling pin, and you add the ingredients, and then you bake it, and then you click on it to eat it. I yeah. mean, it is a simple game. Yeah. Um, and there was there's you know the Pizza Maker, and then the, like the other two options, one's like a I don't know cupcake, and the other one's like a pasta yeah. maker or something. But you know, the just the the pizza maker is free. The other ones you have to unlock. She was having fun with it. And I'm like, oh, maybe we can get that. Really expecting like it's got to be like two bucks, maybe two ninety nine. And I click on it, and it's like eh, it's ten bucks. I'm like, literally each of one of these to make a pizza takes three minutes, <laughs> and you can only do that so many times before it's going to get boring. Who is paying ten dollars for this game? Yeah. I, I find it oh, baffling. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. I just, bleh, whatever. And I wonder how many... I mean, someone pays those $99 oh, yeah. things oh, yeah. you know, for a lot of those games. Well, in all honesty, I wonder how many of those games, you know, that you cost $10 are just people who have not turned off, you know, in-app purchases. And their kid is like, oh, yeah, I know I know this start button. And click on that. And, you know, you might not notice 15 bucks a month for the first couple months. And how many people just, you know have a one-time charge of ten dollars where they're like ah son of a bitch we need to take the you know ipad i mean i did it to myself i paid for uh amazon free time for i mean it's not much it's like three bucks a month but i paid for it for like eight years um (laughs) because i just forgot about it it was three bucks a month and granted it's 24 dollars a year so i mean i spent i don't know 150 Mm. bucks on it over 
the six years where I didn't mean to be subscribing to it, but it's real easy for that stuff to to just hang out there. I've, I've, I still have free time because it's kind of a pain to cancel uh-huh. and it's kind of a pain to resubscribe. And I'm like, in eh, about two years, she'll enjoy yeah. it. I'll pay the, you know, three yeah. bucks. I was paying for the Pokemon channel and didn't know it on uh-huh. Amazon Prime. It's so easy to do. I thought I canceled it and she's like, I want to watch Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, we don't have that channel anymore. And I'm like, no. We apparently do. we apparently. do <laughs> i've been paying this for, this for like the last six months okay yeah check your stuff people that's what i'm gonna say all right you guys have anything else before we let hans go to bed no cool all okay. right uh we're bite me podcast you can follow us at bite uh if you want to hang out in our discord you can go to bite me and then in the the search the not search bar the sidebar over there on the right there's a link that says discord that'll get you into our discord you can follow us on social media at facebook.com twitter.com and instagram.com slash bite me podcast uh we talked about it earlier but if you would like to support us on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast slide us a dollar or three because there is no two dollar level it's either a dollar or three all right that's all and if you disagree with me on chunky peanut butter don't at me because you're wrong yeah it's fair who's gonna be dylan bite me uh, we made the wrong choice again that run all right real podcast time do you have like a hard out at uh okay uh what does eot stand for oh that's that other game yeah. tarkov tarkov is best fi- um can i move best fiends down into um, you go to hell cliff because uh, i actually already put down in small bites colby will tell us about mobile games can i yell about Cut the rope and troll yeah, corner. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of my Christ. I'm just gonna move this down here. West find, of Dead. Find out the name of that other <laughs> thing that my kid wanted to play, and they're like, "Yeah, you can play it twice." Then it's sixteen dollars. I'm like, "Oh, well, that's a demo, I guess." Have you seen um, Desperado Three, Hans? You should watch a video or down. There's a demo on Steam. Like it's, it's like. A real interesting mix uh, of like turn-based and not turn-based. It's got kind of like an XCOM cowboy feel to it, but turn-based, I don't know. But not turn-based. Well, it's 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 really weird because it is. It's not turn-based because there are no turns, and it's not even like hey, you have certain amount of like walking points or anything. But you can also pause and set up like things that kind of are turn-based. Good. I, I'm really. I think I played one of these games. Looking at some of the pictures, it's yeah. So, so it is XCOM in the Wild West. Yeah, kind of. Except that it's not. It's not that like you've got a seventy percent chance of hitting someone, and that's a real seventy percent chance, ma'am. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have a ninety-eight percent chance of hitting someone, and you miss. And like, missed mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, you miss twice uh, in so... a row now. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because I just saw something coming out. There's a new game that is uh, XCOM, but in the 30s. Oh, interesting. Like, it's Cthulhu XCOM, like in the 30s. So you're fighting Cthulhu-based creatures what's the, in the 30s. What's the dog's name? 
That's the cat's name. Oh, um, was, no, it was his... Oh, no, the dog in... Uh, oh, the Damn Busters. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Any, any, any time it's Cthulhu, you got to ask what the cat's name is. Uh, oh, trending in Utah. Hashtag Utah rapists. Oh, boy. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I guess super yikes. I guess that gets away from our we're all going to die. <laughs> Hashtag I'm not wearing masks. <laughs> if if you travel to Connecticut, New Jersey, or New York from Utah, you have to quarantine yourself. Two weeks required. So <laughs> that's how Utah is oh. doing. <laughs> oh, it's the free game on Epic this week is the 1930s Cthulhu XCOM one. Oh. I think, yeah. Is it AER Memories of Old? No. Maybe it was last week's. It could I be, because the one last week looked cool. Yeah, that was... Crap. It was not. Crap. Uh, Google is not helping me. I'm just opening up the show notes from last week. Moving these into Google was a good idea. Uh, oh, I didn't talk about it last week. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, it Whatever. was the free game last yeah, week. That yeah, that game looked cool. That def- definitely looked cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, let me open up Patreon. I'm going to talk about Patreon this week. 